I'm Gabe. And I'm Rob. Welcome to Grabbing Some Pine. Welcome back, everybody, to another show of Grabbing Some Pine. Today on our show, we're going to talk about Garrett Cole's comments about substance on the baseballs. We're going to talk about the Hall of Fame induction class of 2020. Brandon Crawford's big night as a San Francisco Giant and recap all the Giants games from this past week. But first, let's uh, go around the table, say hi to everybody. Uh, Gabe, how you doing today? Doing great today. Wait a minute. Yeah, this doesn't sound like... Where, where's Gabe? What, what happened to Gabe, Christian? Gabe, uh, he he got sent down, dude. He got, he got sent down to the minors? All right. Apparently, uh, Gabe's out of town right now in Arizona, so we called up his cousin, Eric, to come join us. Welcome, man. What's up, guys? Glad, glad to have you with us today. He's... He's actually an Oakland A's fan, so we're beginning getting a little bit of a different perspective um, this day instead of Gabe's uh, everybody sucks, go Giants <laughs> point of view. Kiss my ass. Yeah. That's his uh, catchphrase. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how you doing, Christian? I'm good, man. Giants are still rocking, and I, I couldn't be happier, man. All best right. record still, right? That's yeah. right, sir. Best, best record in baseball right now. Let's get right into it. Uh, the Giants... Are a National League best thirty-eight and twenty-three, seven and three over the last ten games, and in first place of the NL West. That's what I'm talking about. I, I mean, how you guys feeling? About, I mean, I know you're an A's fan, but I'm sure I'm sure you see some baseball, right? How are you feeling oh. about it? Yeah, talk to us. I mean, I, I I watch I watch everyone, so I can appreciate you know Giants doing that. Your pitching is pretty, pretty good. Deep, yeah, pretty I mean. Deep. I think we surprised a lot of people. I mean, yeah. I, I think I think uh, even the A's. I mean, have surprised a couple of people. They're staying in strong battling and out with Houston over there in the AL West. So if we talk about a little little A's, you guys know why today. Um, the Giants are twenty and fourteen on the road, and they're on a road trip right now at Washington. The game got rain delayed on Thursday, so we're gonna have a double header on Saturday. So you guys will get double the. Double the fun, double the Giants on Saturday. If you guys have nothing to do, catch that game or games. Um, but let's uh, let's get right into it, right around the league and uh, talk power rankings. Um, we have still Giants not in first, but we, we actually we actually cracked the top three. Yeah, yeah. So in order from first to first to fifth, we always do the top five at least on ESPN's power rankings. Uh, Tampa Bay Rays, number one, the new number one. Chicago White Sox at number two. Our San Francisco Giants at number three. San Diego at four, and the Dodgers at five. So I know we don't we react a little bit to this, but I'm finally glad that they at least put us over the Dodgers and yes. the, and the Padres. I mean, you could you could say whatever you want uh, uh, for the rest of the league, but it was so disrespectful to see us contending with both the teams and leading our division. Yeah, it took us ten weeks of of baseball to finally jump over them. Like the, the disrespect is unbelievable, Damn guys. Man. No, they, they were all over the Padres, Jock, when it came to you know the rankings because they had them above us and the Dodgers. Even when they weren't, you know, they were losing. We we would beat them. Dodgers would would beat them, and they would still be above them for some reason. And it's almost like on some favoritism shit. And we always talk about yeah. this: the bias. The ESPN, uh, you know, guys uh, or headquarters is L.A. based, so they're always going to be L.A. focused compared to us. I think they're really trying to push that uh, L.A. San Diego rivalry to make it the mm-hmm, new mm-hmm. Giants Dodgers. But you know, 
like they always say, to be a rivalry, both teams have to be competitive, and that's exactly what the Giants are this year. If anything, like every game they're in it, every series they're in it. Yes, we had that that bad series against the Dodgers, but we came right back and showed that we're able to contend with anybody. If if anything, I I get it. Okay, make it like a yeah, like there sure is a, some competition, and there's gonna be a tight race for the number one spot in this division. But if anything, don't compare it to just a single team to single team one-on-one mano a mano this is a royal rumble baby this is like you know all every man for themselves handicap match bring in a chair cage match king of the ring whatever you want to call it I, yeah. we were talking about wrestling earlier today so you got me thinking <laughs> but that's exactly what this is man like you know we're all competitive now uh, except for the rockies but you know it's uh it's finally good to see a competitive division for the most part and and you know it's going to be tight at the end but i still think we got this yeah we can't we can't rest on what we've accomplished so far they're going to be battling it out all year and uh i mean since since eric's here we we even pulled up the we're, we'll go a little further down and i saw that the a's are actually seventh seventh in the power rankings okay so they're They've been in the top 10, and I know for a while they were there in the top five with us. Um, they did slip up a little bit, but they're still leading the AL West also, uh, and they have Houston right there on on their tails. How do, you, how do you feel about that? So, how I feel. I don't think our pitching is there. Um, same with our offense. I think it's just hit or miss sometimes. Like, yeah, we'll have good games here and there, but I think the Astros are still going to come out of nowhere um i mean they're right there number eight they have cheat a, out of nowhere you mean uh, yeah. <laughs> they're gonna have a run and definitely and that team has some that team has some great pitching and pitching definitely helps you later on in the yeah. year yeah um i mean so we still got so trevor rosenthal right so 11 million dollars got him uh off season he's supposedly not supposed to come back till august now so that's like our closer that was supposed to be, you know, saving games for us. And we haven't used them at all this year. So that kind of hurts us in the bullpen. Um, Saving them for the postseason. Good I strategy, really Cotton. Hope so. <laughs> I really hope so. Let's see um, Let's see if they can make it past the, the first round this year. That, I think that's the thing. I don't know if it's a mental thing that's going on with them, but it, it seems like it's just like a hump that they can't get over. That wild and, card. Yeah. Is just... Until they do, I mean, you can't – I can't – you know, bet on them or anything like that. I, I, I have to see them get past that first game in the wild card to like really take the A's seriously, yeah. like saying. I love my A's, uh, but yeah, I so. hear you on that one. It's, it's, it's... Hey, but you're in it and that's the important thing because yeah. I mean, the baseball season is a long season and there's nothing worse than being out of it after the first, uh, two months of baseball so we were what one in seven the first uh, yeah, exactly. so right the <laughs> first couple weeks so yeah and then so it's it's just it's a long season exactly. so hopefully so, good answer good <laughs> keep answer. going <laughs> yep, keep it going so all right uh we're gonna jump into uh the biggest story i think that that came out of uh this week and around the league and it was a uh, a lot centered on uh substances that's been uh used on the baseball and i think it's it's a topic that we've covered on on multiple podcasts, but this time uh, accusations came towards one of the premier pitchers in, in Major League Baseball right now, and someone who just got a no hitter not too long ago in Garrett Cole of the New York Yankees. And um, I think what really made this story—it's not a, not just that uh, Garrett Cole is a big name, but it's just his entire reaction to the question of of 
if he's used a performance or if he's used substances on the on the pitching. And he was completely caught off guard. It was hilarious, like to, just to see his his reaction. He just got caught, right? Deer in the headlights. And I, I think Christian put it perfectly. Would you Would you say, if you're gonna? Oh cheat, yeah, if if you're gonna cheat, dude, you got to know how to lie. Yeah. Those things go <laughs> hand in hand, and you know you can't do one without the other because you know it. He it was the worst lie yeah. ever. Like he could have at least pled, pled the fifth, and that would have been more respectable. So, or you know, just use yeah. semantics. But no, dude, he got like. This is frozen. This is the quote that that he said when he was asked the question. He said, I don't think I know how to quite answer that, to be honest. I mean, there are customs and practices that have been passed down from older players to younger players, from the last generation of players to this generation of players. And I think there are some things that are certainly out of bounds in regards. And I stood pretty firm to that. So that's pretty noncommittal. Like, he's He's got a future in politics. Yeah, he definitely does. (laughs) So. Uh, Garrett Cole, he's been on the spotlight uh, ever since those comments, and he's been, you know, there was talks after after all of this that his uh, spin rate went down a little. And let's be honest, all, all of us that are watching TV, we don't, we can't tell the spin rate. I mean, I'm sure the batters, a, a little bit of different spin rate, they can tell. They can tell when it's coming off differently. But us at home, it looks, it all looks pretty much the same. Okay, yeah. we could tell. I mean, thanks to technology and everything, it says how fast a uh, player. Uh, they're pitching now so we can kind of see oh you know somebody doesn't have their stuff today they're they're pitching a little slow you know but spin rates we 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 can't really see that from home and but according to 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 baseball it was a little down for a couple games so could be you know could be nothing could be he just wasn't bringing his best stuff or or it could be that uh he felt the pressure coming on you know i don't i don't want to speculate too much on that uh, but obviously his comments have me suspicious. Yeah, uh, he, he what do you call it? Uh, he pretty much just threw himself under the bus. He yeah. It, there's so much better ways he could have handled it. Sure, maybe there are some worse ways. But what happened to the good old fashioned? Not to my knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> and just stick with your guns. Like if I did, it wasn't to my knowledge, which has been the most popular answer when it came to steroids. Was if if I have my then, trainer gave me something. yeah my trainer blame yeah. it on somebody else you know. But in this case, it's like, dude, you just. But then also, like, so minor leagues, people are already getting suspended for having stuff, you know? So it's kind of like he got scared or even pitchers got scared once everyone started, oh, they're actually going to start doing something about it. But then, yeah, so... Yeah, baseball is threatening, and I think it it could have, you know, major side effects on... On uh, what's going on right now, uh, but I think um, yeah, uh, it's it's something that has to be paid attention to. Uh, Pete Alonso from the from the New York Mets also had comments on this. Uh, he's and he's he's going in a different direction with it. He's saying that this kind of stuff seems to happen every time uh, major free agents are coming out uh, the next year. So he's. What he was saying was since there's so many good shortstops uh, coming, becoming free agents at the end of this year, the 2021-2022 free agent class, that maybe they're allowing the pitchers to have these substances on their hands to kind of uh, strike out more people uh, so these uh, shortstops and other players won't get paid at the end of the year. Mm. And uh, subsequently, uh, earlier, uh, when the, everybody was breaking all these home run records, he was kind of alluding to that, uh, that was the juice baller or, you know, they, they, 
tampered with the balls, mm-hmm, so people mm-hmm. were hitting more home runs. And once again, the pitchers then at that point would be getting paid less. And f- he's saying that it's something that's talked about by all players. Like it's believed it's you know more than just a conspiracy. It's it's something that they all kind of believe. Didn't they just change the baseball again though? They did, but uh, it seems like it's benefiting the pitcher this time. The first time it seemed like it was be- be- benefiting the batter. Now, now it seems like it's benefiting the pitcher. So. Mm-hmm. That's what his whole thing is. And from his exact quote was, the biggest concern in MLB is manipulating the baseballs year in and year out, depending on the free agency class. So that's, I mean. It's also a good way not to get caught. I guess if you're MLB, you want to just do it here and there as opposed to just consistently doing it. Um, But, you know, we we can't determine if there's any truth to that. We just kind of have to take the speculation and the conspiracy theories and kind of make our own judgment based on it. Uh, I believe it. Honestly, just because, you know, uh, you see, I, I think the proof is in the games. I think the proof is in the, you know, the performances. And, and you can kind of, you know, maybe determine it by the guys year by year. But at the same time, maybe I'm full of shit and it's just really how it works. Just, you know, yeah. athletes aren't consistent every single year. Sometimes pitchers have good years and bad years, you know. It, yeah. Injuries have something to do with that, too. So uh, I, my personal belief is, yeah, they, they are doctoring or tampering or manipulating the balls occasionally you think it, it goes that deep though that they don't want to play play like do you think alonzo has some kind of point that they're they're doctoring them year in and year out depending on who might be free agents no i think he's giving them too much credit that's too uh calculated i think this is really just a matter of uh attendance is low viewership is low let's do something this season that's too emperor palpatine yeah (laughs) like a major conspiracy way too much yeah yeah so if anything maybe coincidence but who knows yeah uh alonzo also went out to say um and i quote uh for me whether they're using pine tar rosin sunscreen bullfrog or whatever they they want to control the ball let them use it because for me i go into the box and see guys throwing harder every day and i don't want a 99 mile per hour slipping out of someone's hand because they didn't have enough feel for it. So, I mean, that's a different... I, I haven't heard a, a player come out and say that yet. So, major pause to, to uh, Pete, uh, Pete Alonso, and uh, he's having a great season too. So, I mean, if he's saying it's not bothering him, I mean, who are we to, to get all up in arms about it? I think I saw uh, Josh Donaldson said something the same thing too. It's just like, dude, I don't I don't care what he uses. If he feels like, you know he could perform better, then it doesn't affect me, meaning... Mm-hmm. I'm still gonna hit off this dude, so just yeah. give him what he wants. Uh, so especially after seeing, uh, after seeing what happened to Kevin Pillar, I mean, their right. teammates, him and him and Alonzo. So, I mean, that's definitely a scary thing that you don't want to see happen again. Yeah. So, uh, on to the next. Uh, Christian, you want to uh, tell everybody about the Hall of Fame stuff? Ah, yes. All right. So uh, originally, uh, the Hall of Fame inductees, including uh, Derek Jeter, the uh, you know, it was it was supposed to have the the event without any fans in it, and uh, MLB went ahead and said, "Hold on, uh, let's go ahead and just push it," since they're starting to to relax the COVID laws and COVID restrictions uh, more and more. So now uh, they are going to have it in. September. So September 8th is the date of the Hall of Fame induction. Uh, tickets are now uh, will be available July 12th um, and they'll be honoring Derek Jeter inducting. Sorry, inducting and honoring Derek Jeter, Larry Walker, Ted Simmons and Ma- Marvin Miller. Um, so no, no info yet on how many people will be allowed to be in attendance. They've had as much as, you know, 80,000 before. Uh, I think the most recent uh, the last one was about 55,000 folks. So 
I doubt it's going to be the same number, you know, with, uh, you know, social distancing or how they're going to do the seating. But my guess is if they're doing uh, stadiums full, full capacity, then it shouldn't be an issue by September for this event. That's just my guess, though. No, yeah, definitely. And you know uh, Major League Baseball wants to capitalize off Derek Jeter going into the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. Because I don't think no one else represented the Yankees or baseball like Derek Jeter. He was obviously, I mean, a smaller player, so he was never accused. He was never tied in with the steroid error or anything like that. Um, he was a leader. He was a great on and off the field, a great ambassador for baseball. Um, so I, I'm sure they're going to want to pack as many people as they can just mm-hmm. for that. Um we even have, I know we were watching a little bit earlier, but since we have Eric here, we have to, you can't talk Derek, Derek Jeter without uh, rolling out this clip. So right now we're, the flip play. do, do the I, flip. is it going to be too loud? If no, I, do if it, I, dude, do it. Right. Yeah. So this is the play courtesy of uh, MLB.com on YouTube. Just the baseball IQ, right? To be in that position. All right. So now, before good. I react to this, I, I just want to get your take. Being an A's fan, like, did you watch this game live? No, I was. All right. I was what 11, 10 years old. So. Okay. I don't – it was all, like, kind of, like, memories, right? So uh-huh. this is not, like, fresh. But you just hear about it. Yeah. So about two years ago, three years ago, I went to Yankee Stadium oh, uh, nice. to watch A's uh, Yankees game. And, you know, people are coming up, and they still talk about it. And, you know, it's, it's a play that's going to go down in history forever. And, oh. yeah, it just – something it's it's a good play it's an iconic play so it's i give them a hat it's it's like play. it's like hats off i can't be mad at it because we were we watched this play a couple of times before our uh, before we started recording and just i haven't seen it obviously in a while but just looking at it again and you like you said just the iq to think to get into that position is like it's unbelievable, man. It's a crazy play. The flip itself had to be hard, but just to be in that position, like, wow. Like, like you really have to have live and breathe baseball to, to pull up that, that kind of play. And uh, it, it really will go down. It's probably one of the best ba- plays in Major League oh, Baseball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the funny thing is, so you're saying you went to New York. Yeah. And that's where they brought it up because it yeah. didn't even happen there. It yeah, exactly. So, exactly. You know, they're still bringing it up. and. It's because it's still one of those things that you could kind of brag about being a Yankees fan. You could still bring it up. You know, it doesn't even have to be against a, an A's fan. You could still just bring it up because that's one of the most iconic plays in baseball. Uh, in baseball, period. It I, just sucks that you, did you, you know, you're taking on the other end of <laughs> did it. Did you hear how quiet the stadium got like once he flipped the ball and they called him out? Of course, dude. Like it, those it, cowbell stopped. Everything yeah, stopped. Like <laughs> everybody was. Stopped, I mean, it's obviously the playoffs is a big play. Like everybody thinks, you know, they're they're scoring. Nope. No. You know, and, just and stopped them right there. Yeah. And then what ended up happening? No. <laughs> <laughs> they lose the series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, Derek Jeter, definitely worthy of, of the Hall of Fame. And like I said, uh, I'm sure baseball's going to try to capitalize on that. 
Um, no disrespect for the rest of the people getting in the Hall of Fame because I don't really know the other two. Uh, but right away, uh, Larry Walker. When I when I hear that name, I really I don't think Hall of Famer. I really don't. And that's I'm sorry. I don't mean to offend the guy or anything like that. Like I watched Larry Walker for such a long time because he was in the NL West playing for Colorado for so many years. And yeah, every time he came up, especially in Colorado, you always were worried that, hey, this guy might hit a home run off of you. But I mean, it's Colorado. I mean, the, the stadium itself exactly. gives you such an advantage, especially back in that time when stadiums were a little bit more normal and not small like they're making them now that are more conducive to home runs. So, I mean, great player, good player. Hall of Fame worthy? And I, I, I never thought he was the top five, top ten best player ever when he was when he was playing. He finished his career with uh, what I had the stat right here. Uh, only for being a power guy, like say he's known mostly for, as a power guy in his era. He only hit three hundred and eighty three home runs. You know that's that's not a lot in seventeen years. Um, and I mean, I, I don't like I said I I don't want to say there's nothing bad I could say about him because I've always thought he was a good player, but Hall of Fame worthy? I don't know. It's not, I, I see that it, that this was his last year to get inducted, so maybe that had to do a little bit with it. Like, what do, what do you think? I mean, you, did you guys remember Larry Walker at all? I know, Christian, you probably didn't watch much baseball back I know back then. the name, but I don't think I watched him too much, and, him being in NL. And um, I think I think that speaks for itself uh, alone, right? I mean, you guys are casual baseball fans, mm-hmm. and if you – the Hall of Famer should be known by casual baseball fans. You know, like I should be able to say a name like Ricky Henderson, Hall of Famer, yeah. you know, you, and you guys should automatically know, you know, and Larry Walker, people are just going to be like, who? And it's not like this name is coming from decades and decades ago. Larry Walker was only probably like 10 years ago. You yeah. know, he, he was big while we were growing up. So um, I'm sorry, Larry Walker. He just he's not he's not in my Hall of Fame. And. I feel like maybe they just had to put somebody else in there because obviously the other people on the list, Kurt Schilling, Roger Clements, Barry Bonds, all have issues. Omar Vizquel, I think he had the domestic violence thing. Um, and that, those are your, your really your top people. You got Gary Sheffield, Todd Helton. There's other people. Manny Ramirez got popped a million times for steroids. Andrew Jones, Sammy Sosa, Andy Pettit also with steroids. So. It's, it's going to be an interesting class this next year because there's a lot of guys that, that either are rumored or have been popped for, for steroids in, 10, in 2021 coming up. So you're saying Walker should be thanking the Barry Bonds, uh, the Clemens, the, the you know, I mean, anybody that uh, is likely not in because of the whole steroid scandal. Yeah. Had it not been for that, we wouldn't be talking about Larry Walker right now. I don't think so. Yeah. I really don't. Like you, you only get 10 years to try to make it. Um, and you have to stay above a certain percentage to stay on the ballot. And um, he was always, he always he was never in danger of falling off the ballot. But I, with all these names on this list, there's no he's not better than any of them. And that's that it's clear as day that he's not. Yeah. So and like I said, that's not to take anything away from him. Like I just, in my opinion, he was he was never the best player in baseball or close to anything like that. So I mean, you guys can see it on the TV right now if, if you read some of these names. Like all of these guys. Uh, steroids are not like deserve to be in the Hall of Fame before him, you know. Yeah. I, oh, look at that! Tim Hudson's next. This I next year is going to be yeah. his, his first year. Mm-hmm. So a couple, couple former Giants and A's. Tim Hudson. Oh, Barry Zito also. It's going to be his first year of eligibility. So, uh, we'll see. Or was Barry Zito last year? Is this because he didn't get enough votes? No, it's first. It's yeah, first, first year. Yeah. So, 
we'll see how they do. I mean, they're, they're going to have to put someone in, right, yeah. next year. I mean, all these, like I said, a lot of these guys are are rumored to have taken steroids. So, we'll, we'll see. It's going to be an interesting year. Could it finally be the year that uh, Barry gets in, Clements? God, I hope so. For, for Barry, at least. I, how do you I feel about it? I think the younger generation of, like, people are starting to get votes or, you know, the writers right. are starting to get more opinion versus the older generation. who Old fashioned traditional. Yeah, who see this as, uh, you know, the steroid era. And you, you just can't take away that what they did for the game. Like, if you say Barry Bond's name. Especially, people are gonna know who yeah that especially is. in this area I mean he's yeah I think he's loved by the fans uh here without uh any remorse without any doubt you know the writers definitely hate him um mm-hmm. and I think that's one another reason why he's struggling to get in so much compared to some of the other guys um and you hear it all the time like just what a there's no really way about it he, he was apparently he was a dick yeah he's a big time asshole diva yeah and um I mean that that hurt him. That yeah, he that did it to himself. Him. That that was self damage. That had even if he wasn't on on the juice, that that shit that could still be affecting him because yeah. he was a dick to the writers. I mean, let's look at just a, uh, um, just to jump leagues really quick into the NFL. Terrell Owens. I mean, Hall of Fame wide receiver. Why when you see it off the bat, it took him three years to get in, and that's because he had attitude issues. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that. It's no secret if you pay attention a little bit. But if you're a little bit nicer or do things to reclaim your image a little bit, like a Randy Moss, I mean, you get in on your first try. Right. You know, and Bonds has been sitting here with steroid allegations and the, you know, the knowledge that everybody knows that he was not the nicest guy. And uh, we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm, I'm rooting for him. I, he's In my book, he's definitely a Hall of Famer. Um, Eric, you seem to agree, even though you're yeah. not a Giants fan, which is great, you know. And uh, hopefully um, the Next Raiders year. come to their senses. Yeah, yeah. hopefully. Next I mean, year. It, it would just be a shame if he didn't get in. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I don't want to say this for sure, but I remember uh, hearing something that Bonds was really short with the media or he didn't like the media because apparently, like, his dad went through a lot of bad times with the media when he mm. was in Major League Baseball. So I think it was a little bit kind of like you were you were messed you up to my father, you, yeah. you know, like, and now, you, you know, you want to talk to me? You know, it's like, no, I get away. Yeah. Which I, I could kind of understand, you know. If your dad had beef with somebody, wouldn't you kind of, you know, or you have kind of have his back in a, a certain type of way. I, I, if that's true, yes. But at the same time, even if that never happened, I still see Bonds being the type of person that would do exactly what he did. It's just your personality. It's just Could your be. who you are and who he was in the locker room and to the media, he was a dick. So yeah, even to some of the fans, I think. To bring another NFL reference, Marshawn Lynch. Oh yeah, he's never mean, talked to the media. <laughs> never talked to the media, but he, he he somehow pulled it off. He's beloved yeah. for that fan favorite. Yeah, maybe not a media favorite, but yeah, he's not he's not such a villain like Bonds was. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, because even sometimes you'd hear stories, you know, of Barry Bonds like at Candlestick, you know, walking his dog like around the stadium, you know, before games and stuff, and like fans would approach him, and he was just kind of like, you know, you know, I'm off. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but. The fans still love him. You know, yeah. he'll always have a special place here. And, and I'm sure a lot of, uh, just like a lot of the Giants fans or Giants players right now that probably won't make the Hall of Fame. Like, we don't know yet. Their stories aren't written. But they're always going to have, like, a special place in, in Giants history for everything that they've accomplished, you know. Um, so, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, it's not over for Bonds. 
and we'll see how the rest of the team does if they can, you know, get maybe another Hall of Famer from at least, you got to have at least one from these championship years, right? You can't win three championships and throw no one in the Hall of Fame. Buster. I think Buster's a top choice. Yeah, and we had that conversation earlier in the year where I think Buster, especially this year, he needed a year like this year to really solidify more of his case because I don't know if you remember the beginning of the year, I was saying, no, he wasn't a Hall of Famer, but... He's def with with this year. He could put together maybe like another one. Like I say, there's no doubt. The one year off, I think, helped him a lot. Oh yeah, the new hip is helping. Dude, him. Dude, he he just took that rest. Mm-hmm. Completely different guy this year. Yeah, we and, needed it. And mm-hmm. even uh, I think I think the the surgery on the hip really helped a lot too. Because I I was listening to an interview and I don't remember which giant it was, but when when asked. Uh, if they're surprised by what Buster was doing this year, he responded, none of us are surprised. We're surprised by this because we saw how he was doing in spring training last year before he decided to opt out. And he looked great. He looked, he really did look great. So I think it's a combination of the both, you know I mean? Playing injured I mean, and catching is not the business. It's no. shortstop or shortstop. as a catcher, you drive or as a batter, you take a lot of your power from the hips, you know, to, to make your swing. So, I mean, he's he definitely has looked a lot better, and and I'm rooting for him. I am rooting that he that he continues his pace, you know, and stays here with the Giants, and um, and is able to you know finish out a Hall of Fame resume. So we'll we'll see we'll see what happens with them. We're rooting, definitely rooting for Buster. This is uh, his uh, free agent year. Yeah, him and Crawford, right? He's he's got an option for one. Buster has an option for one more year, so the team can pick it up. Okay, Crawford is is up this year. So we'll see, we'll see what the team does. We'll, we'll talk about him a little bit more when we talk about the Giants news. Oh, that's um, right. Uh, so on to the last uh, piece of news for around the league. We have the, the All-Star game. Uh, as uh, you guys have all met, if you've been listening to the pod, we've broken the news that uh, you know MLB decided to, to change the location from Atlanta to Denver. And it was uh, mostly because of the uh, – some of the political stuff going on in the state of Georgia, in the city of Atlanta, that, you know, it affected um, particular groups and, and, you know, regarding voting and then and, and suppressing voters. So MLB took a stand and uh, there was a nonprofit group that uh, has been claiming since, you know, since it happened that uh, it's been affecting a lot of businesses, a lot of local residents, a lot of folks are just losing out on tons of money because of this. They were anticipating a lot of business, a lot of tourism in the city. And their lawsuit, uh, they brought it to the court and they brought it to a judge and uh, a judge in New York uh, has thrown it out pretty much saying that they had failed to provide proof that its members, the, the members of the nonprofit organization have suffered any injuries by the decision to move the game. So this judge took a look at all the evidence that was, uh, you know, uh, uh, presented by this uh, this group uh, based out of Atlanta and it's not enough to, you know, to really have a case on, oh, the MLB moving the game out of Atlanta has affected tons of people, put them out of business, whatever they're claiming. Uh, of course, you know, with any big decision like that, it is going to impact a city and impact businesses. But to the point that they're, they're maybe exaggerating a bit, that it's putting people on the streets, it's closing down businesses. Uh, I guess the judge and many people disagree. So uh, lawsuits out and the game's still in Denver. The probably have an option to go uh you know try again and bring new evidence to the table but uh honestly at this point they should just call it quits because i don't think they'll come up with more evidence than they already have now their biggest point is that it's you know businesses are suffering tourism is not going to be there but 
I guess you know, I I don't see what what they could present now that would that would uh, change the decision. Uh, Rob, I, I'm pretty sure you remember last time I mentioned that Atlanta didn't really seem closed during COVID, and it yeah. didn't seem like tourism was much of an issue. It seemed like a lot of people were actually going to Atlanta because it was one of the last places that, uh, or one of the few places that was open during COVID uh, restrictions and pandemic. So, uh, I don't think the city's hurting as bad as people claim it to be. I'm seeing these rappers in their videos. They're at Magic City. They're IG saying they're at the strip clubs. They're over there. They're performing. They have concerts. People are in those concerts. People are at restaurants after. People are at bars. I don't think they're suffering as much as these this group is uh, claiming it to be. It does suck, sure, that you know, you're anticipating this cool event at your new stadium. But you know what, man? You know, there's bigger there's bigger issues at hand and and it, it, I guess the priority right now is get your shit together as a state, get your shit together, you know, Atlanta as a city, uh, and then maybe maybe people would want to have events there, like the like the All Star Game. I I was always shocked that um, this group decided to go after Major League Baseball first. It seems a lot easier to get, I mean, to take this issue to your own like city government or state government and you know petition them. They're the ones that made the law that caused all this in the first place, you know. Um, but instead, they go after baseball first, which I, I thought was a little ridiculous, you know. Um, I mean, if you want real change or want, I mean, baseball already made their decision. Baseball doesn't have to do anything, you know. Um, if it's really hurting your your situation or your city, your state, whatever it is, talk to your government, mm-hmm. you know. To, you know, petition the, the people who made the rules and say, hey, you're hurting our pockets. So I'm going to say this. The reason I call bullshit on that is because yeah. they say this, the, the lack of this event or you moving this event is is damaging our city or damaging the state, whatever you want to call it. City specifically because it's Atlanta. What's really damaging the city and the state is these laws that are you know in place to make it difficult to vote, especially for some folks that you know have already been at a disadvantage to come vote and make change. Uh, you know, it's been all over the news. We saw in this last election that, you know, Georgia made a huge, huge uh, difference in this election. And and it, it's clear as day that these laws are meant to, you know, prevent that from happening again. So I have my suspicions that the group, you know, the members of this nonprofit group are also folks that are for those vote, those, those changes that happen. Yeah. And that's why that's not a priority for them. The priority for them is money. Let's get the game back here. Let's make some money. Who cares that some people, a disenfranchised group, can't vote next week? You know, next election. We don't care about that. We can vote. We're fine. We just we miss our money. That's that's the point that they're trying to make. And in fewer words, they're trying to you know mask it up with this. Uh, oh, we're hurting businesses. We're hurting residents. You know, without having the MLB All Star Game there. I that's just my opinion. I know a lot. Not a lot of people agree, and I I might be taking a political stance with that. But that's just my opinion. So you know, we don't we don't all have to agree. I'm just giving my two cents here. Uh, there's bigger issues in Atlanta than baseball right now. And if they really want the all-star game back, they know what they got to do. Make shit right in the city. Make shit right for the, the residents, the fans. And then maybe we'll consider having the, the, the game there again. Who knows? Yeah. I'll get off my soapbox now. Go ahead. No, no, no. That's <laughs> a, uh, I got really nothing to add about that. We Like I said, we talked about it last week. And, uh, the base, like I said, baseball's not changing the rules. The all-star game will be in uh, – Denver, Colorado, and uh, Georgia, Atlanta, do better, and maybe you get it next year. We'll see what happens. Run derby. Exactly. You know what? Exactly. I, it's probably the best move for MLB, period, away yeah. from getting away getting away from 
that, uh, you know, uh, messy situation in, in Atlanta. But now you're going to have one hell of a home run derby and maybe the All-Star game, too. I know not the viewership is probably down for the All-Star game itself, but if everyone's going yard and it's just going to be nothing but a slugfest, I, dude, I'm watching. And I usually yeah. just stick to the home run derby. I'll actually watch the All-Star game this season just because I want to see how many people are going to hit a home run. I, I'm curious, you know, so it should be exciting. All right. Uh, let's uh, switch gears now. Uh, that was all the MLB news we really had for you guys. Um, we're going to switch into the Giants news. All right, and I'm going to continue to let Christian uh, take it away since he's doing such a good job filling in for Gabe. Replacing Gabe, you mean? <laughs> everybody everybody has their time in the minors for a little while before they get called back up. All right, so all right. hopefully Gabe's enjoying his time off, and uh, hopefully his seat will still be here when he gets back. We don't know. I mean, like the Giants, it's the next man up over here, and you guys are doing great so far. That's right. Uh, so our beloved Dwayne Kuyper uh, announced on Monday uh, that he is uh, going to be taking some time off uh, with an undisclosed illness, and one that he has to uh, start taking chemotherapy for. Uh, didn't specify, and there's not much on what the actual illness is, but I'll let you guys do the math. You know, chemotherapy it, uh, only treats certain amount of illnesses. So um, I, I do want to share some words that he said you know at least the language he's using is super positive and that's one of the things like when you're in a situation like that you know it, it, it is it is sad it is you know hurtful and, and it's tough to really get the news out there but uh you know Kuiper kept it so professional and and was kind enough to to you know put a message out there for all of us he didn't have to, you know, he could have had people do it for him, but he wanted to get the word out. So he said specifically that he's going to be missing some games this summer and he still plans to call games this season. So that kind of shows the optimism he has that he'll be back and this thing's not going to beat him. He's going to beat it. Um, and and it, there was one line he said that uh, really stuck with me. He says, while this was not the adventure I anticipated, I'm staying positive for a quick and full recovery. That just speaks to his optimism and the kind of positive guy he is and uh, you know, I think it was generous of him to share that with us, the fans, and, and you know, he didn't have to, but he wanted to. So I, I, I commend him for that, for the way he handled it. And uh, obviously our, our thoughts and prayers are with him and the family, not just, you know, the his immediate family, of course, but also the Giants family. I know, uh, you know, uh, Mike Kruko's hurting right now because, you know, that's his partner for so many years, I think 30-plus years. And uh, I know John Miller and, and Dave Fleming are filling in for now, but we all know there's no better chemistry than, uh, you know, Kruko and Kipe. So, um, uh, you know, like I said, thoughts and prayers out to him. Yeah. Um, when you hear news like that, I mean, it's obviously, it sucks because you won't hear them on the broadcast, but I mean, it's so much bigger than that because you hear these people every day on your TV. They're basically, you're basically inviting them into your home. You know, even if you have the TV just on the background as background noise, you hear uh, people like Dwayne Kuyper and Mike Kruko, and uh, you never really think that, you know, how baseball is going to sound or how you're going to enjoy baseball after they're not there. It's just not something you really think about. And in the past year, we've had to deal with Kruko and his um, uh, illness that he's going through that we spoke about earlier also. I mean, he only does he only does the NL West games uh, on the road and anything past Colorado he doesn't he doesn't do. And uh, now this news with Dwayne Kuyper. And, and it's, like I said, I mean, it sucks for us as baseball fans. and But it just, it's it's sad in general, you know, because they're such a big part of 
uh, me personally of just hearing them growing up and stuff. And like you said, John Miller's going to fill in and John Miller personally is my favorite person to listen to call baseball. But I mean, just to not, just to know what he's going through and not have Kuiper there. I mean, it's, it's really sad. And I know I heard that a lot of giants are going out and reaching out and sending their best to him. Cause he's been, he's been such a big part of the organization. And I don't know if there's a better tandem of announcers and color, color man and, and, than than him and Mike Kruko. So his his presence definitely gonna will definitely be missed um and won't be able to enjoy the games the same way, especially knowing what he's going through, you know. Um when you see longtime uh, announcers like a uh, uh, Vince Scully, which is probably I mean, we all know he's the he's the announcer was the announcer for the Dodgers. Um when he retires you take your hat off and you commend him on a great career and you acknowledge that he's the best you know and he went out the way he wanted to go out when something like this happens and and you know it's more that you have to take time off for personal reasons it's a little more like um it's a little more of a shot in the gut you know and i'm glad he's keeping such a a positive point of view and i'm hoping that means that it's not nothing uh, that his diagnosis whatever he he has is uh optimistic or something that like you said that that can be managed or beaten um, but yeah, our thoughts and prayers are to, to Dwayne Kuyper and his family. Yeah. And, and there's no reason for us not to be, uh, stay positive. Like he is, you know, I'm, I'm going to match his energy. And as long as, as, uh, you know, he's, he's thinking he's going to be back, you know, end of the season or, or sometime at this season to call games, I'll, I'm going to take him, take him for his word, man. You know, I got no reason to believe not. He's not going to come back. Who, who's the, who are the announcers for the, for the Hayes broadcast? Glenn Kuyper and, uh, Dallas Braden. Oh, this is his son, right? Uh, uh, his brother. His brother. Huh. Brother. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Kuiper's son works for uh for NBC also, right? Didn't you say that that uh yeah. that you're listening to him? Uh, he's with Alex Pavlovich on uh. They got on their own podcast. podcast going on. Yeah. yeah. Um. Dang, I'm already blanking on the name. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. I'm more worried about our podcast. Yeah, right? we don't. We don't, <laughs> don't listen to theirs. Listen yeah. to ours, man. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Glenn Kuyper uh, is uh, his brother, and I'm pretty sure that's one of our. Yeah, I don't know if he's our TV or uh, radio, but yeah. So I've been hearing this story, and it just it's like, damn, because he's such a big part of Giants history, Giants, you know, yeah, everything, yeah. and it just it sucks not to have that person in the booth and you know you're I, you couldn't uh, i would and i wish we had some queued up I, I didn't get it i don't have any maybe we could drop a sounder at the end of uh of the show if we could find one of uh one of Dwayne guyber's home run calls you oh know, yeah on uh barry bonds anybody you know on the i'm sure i mean i know he's had a bunch so. oh yeah maybe i thought can, i thought uh, ken korak was the the announcer ken korak again so ken korak glenn kuyper they do TV, radio. Dallas Braden also does TV, radio. Like Dallas Braden like... is more like color commentator. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um, but yeah, Ken Korak. All right. Is play by play. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah. I knew it was like someone's missing. I know. Unless I'm talking out my ass. No, no, you're good. No, you're yeah. like, I'm sure Glenn Kuyper is. <laughs> right, right. It, it could be like what the Giants do. They switch out once in a like they give. Uh, they got a team, switch from, yeah, from they the got a whole team. From 680, like, you know, like four, five different guys, and then like Miller or Fleming will come over and like 
help out. So mm-hmm. I don't know how the A's do it over there, but definitely that's a not the best news of the week. But you know, like we said, gotta stay positive, go man. And positive. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna update you guys on uh, all the Giants uh, injuries that happened this past week. Um, it seems like every every week we're we're delivering the bad news with the injuries, and that's why I wanted to get them out of the way right at the beginning <laughs> this time. You know, the, of the Giants uh, of news, just so we don't have to end end the Giants segment on something that's a little bit more of a downer. So on uh, June 9th, uh, Alex Dixon was placed on the DL for an upper back strain. So he's going to be out for 10 days. Matt Whistler sent down to AAA because of these moves. Brandon Belt came back June 8th, so he's been activated again. That's good because uh, we definitely been just plugging in whoever we can at first base with Ruff being hurt also. And uh, Lamont Wade Jr. actually did a great job filling in for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, is still still on the 10-day DL, but he should be back shortly. They're hoping for the game this weekend. Um, he had the right thumb injury. Kurt Casale also hoping he's back this week. Uh, what else have we got? Um, Evan Longoria was the big news. Obviously, we did... Do you have the the video? Of the oh, actually, I have it on here. So he collided with uh, Brandon Crawford at the end of the game on Saturday night, um, and he's gonna miss four to six weeks with a shoulder sprain. So that's the big one right there, because obviously he's been such a such a big part of the the Giants' uh, batting order, and he's been solid over there at their base. He's a former Gold Glover, and it's just good to finally see him uh, get. Play, play like the player that we thought we were getting. You know, when we traded for Evan Longoria, we thought, oh, my God, this is going to be the final piece right here. And obviously we had some down years after that. But he finally, it seemed like he's turning around the season. And, and I was excited to see him and I was happy for him. And, you know, he did the whole uh, mustache may with the guys. So, you know, he fits in with them. And I love the quote that you had for him. So what, what was the quote that you said? Do you, do you still have it? Which one? Uh, Longoria's quote after he got hurt. About him not being ah, he was saying, uh, you know what? This team is uh, they they know about the contributors. Everybody's uh, it's a next next man up mentality. I can't do it on my own, and I don't. I have uh, you know the support of the team to step up where they need to, pretty much. So it was just a you know, uh, I guess just more proof that this guy he's a giant man. Like I know you know, I know he came you know later in his career to this team, but he he fits in like you said, he fits in so well. They got the chemistry. They got the camaraderie. So I, I consider him a real giant, man. So uh, kudos to him. I hope he comes back uh, stronger than ever. Yeah, he's, we're, we're definitely going to need him if we intend to make any kind of push here. I don't know if you guys saw the play here. I'm going to queue it up really quick. I haven't seen it. So, yeah. I don't think it's got sound, but it was definitely a nasty collision. Yeah, click on the icon. Right oh, there. yeah, there we go. Damn, he that. took that. More of the brunt of the. First base, that's Baez. Soft shot. Collision. Crawford and Longoria collide midway between second and third. And Bryant scores, and hopefully both are okay. It's a one run game. Longoria clearly took that hard. Well, nothing going right defensively for the Giants here in the ninth inning. So he was shifted over because of the defensive shift. And I think that's, I mean, he was just trying to make a play. Obviously, it's a pressure situation. They're trying to get out of there with the win. They had a couple of runners on. They were had a two-run lead. 
he was he was trying to make a play, and I get it. Uh, I think the only positive thing I could take away from this is the fact that Crawford didn't get hurt also. Because yeah, no, that could have been a lot worse. So yeah. I, I'm I'm counting my blessings on that one and just saying, thank God Crawford's okay. And uh, we wish Longoria a speedy recovery because we're definitely going to need him at, yeah. at the end of the season. I, so I was going to bring that up as soon as you were done because what I'm seeing now is uh, on Twitter and everywhere else, Everyone's uh, the, the talk is this is exactly why we need to get rid of the shift, why it's a stupid rule, why it's just, you, know, you got to get rid of it because it's just going to lead to injuries. You have players that have been training their whole lives a certain way of how to play. And, you know, when it comes to, like, these changes – you're asking them to untrain themselves or, un, un, you know, pretty much take away all this lifetime of training of these instincts that you have of where to go. That was a natural instinct to him to go for the ball like that. And and because of the shift, it led to this this injury. Yeah. And it could have been it could have been worse. Yeah, could have been a lot worse. Uh, so I, I think this is just one of the cases that they'll probably bring up when it comes time to discuss, uh, you know, maybe at the end of the season and the offseason. Should we keep it, get rid of it? I don't know if they'll bring it up or not. I'll just stick with it. Uh, but this would be, I think this is going to be one of those cases where they'll use this as the prime example for now, unless there's something worse that happens, uh, knock on wood, to any any player in the rest of this uh, rest of the season. Yeah. And, um, yeah. That's what else can you say about that? <laughs> so I like it. Um, another, uh, the last one on that I got on here was about Logan Webb. Uh, he have he's been out with a right shoulder sprain, and he's gonna be out a couple of weeks. There's still no timetable here for his return, um, and this is this is the problem right here with uh, pitchers. Though I'm uh, I'm gonna quote him right here where he said, "I personally didn't 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 really let it heal all the way. I was mad about missing the first Dodger start, and I really wanted to get back out there, and I just don't think it was an, I gave it enough time to heal. I think this time around, I give it a little bit more time, I'll be right. So that's optimistic i like that so it's it's doesn't seem to sound like it's anything serious but the this team has very been on the cautious side when somebody gets hurt they've been giving them time to rest and uh i know for a young pitcher like logan webb who's only 24 years old uh he wants to succeed he wants to make a name for himself he's obviously a big part of the rotation he struggled at times early in the year and and maybe he felt like he needed to get out there just to, to keep his spot but um the giants have shown that they'll they're giving the players the opportunities to succeed, you know, just because you get hurt doesn't mean you're not going to get a chance. So, um, I don't know. Don't, don't force yourself out there. It just, it doesn't, this doesn't make sense if you're a player or anybody. Um, I think the giants do things the right way and, and they would rather have them healthy for the long term than miss a couple starts. So, uh, what else we got? Uh, next up we got, uh, Joey, uh, Joey Bart. He's uh, heating up in the minors right now, uh, and uh, just this week alone. So on Monday, uh, he was uh, four for five and uh, with a homer and two RBIs. Tuesday, two for four with another homer, a walk, and two RBIs. Uh, this guy's just you know making a name for himself uh, with the River Cats, and you know I, I'm 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 liking what I'm hearing. I'm liking what I'm seeing, and I think we have a for once in a while. I feel confident about our, our future and our prospects. You know, so it's it's. I haven't felt this confident like that in a while. Uh, and like you mentioned earlier, with with uh, the future of Posey un, unsure right now. You know, uh, it's good to know that we have uh, Joey Bart. You know, uh, on deck, so to speak. So uh, he, he's killing it, man. Yeah, I think. Um at the beginning of the season, we thought that we were going to be focusing more on the prospects because obviously we didn't expect the Giants to do this good. Um, and now we're kind of shifting to a part where we're 
we're so excited about the product on the field that the prospects have kind of taken a backseat. But when you hear stories like that and you see how good they're doing, it still does. It makes it makes you feel better about the future. You know, we don't want to forget about the now. And we definitely don't want to trade those assets. Obviously, since we're a contending team, that's going to be um, we're going to need some help uh, come trade deadline. So, you know, we don't want any of these pairs going anywhere. Um, and we don't like you say, we don't know what's going to happen with Posey. We have a lot of money coming off the books this year, but that just doesn't mean we're going to throw money at everyone, especially a lot of these old players. I, I love Posey. And like I said earlier, I want him to come back and I want him to continue his career and, and finish it out and make it a Hall of Fame career, make the stamp of approval, you know. Um, but I, I, and I think he knows, I mean, he's, he can't ask for such a multi-year contract or, or, um, big money like that, you know? So I, I don't, I don't really know how they how they're going to uh, play it, but we'll, we'll see. I mean, what, I, what do you think they should do? So I think Gabe brought this up earlier, uh, in a previous episode was that we, we, we already paid for the loyalty the Giants, the Giants have a habit of of paying the players for what they've accomplished, not for what yeah. they have yet to accomplish. So, you know, uh, the Posey contract, the Crawford contract, the Belt contract, these guys that, you know, that they they served this team and, and got us championships. Yeah, and then they when the contracts came towards the end or or after all that, they were rewarded. And you know, obviously there was still some left in the tank. Twenty sixteen, we had a run, and you know, it just happened to be the Cubs year that year. Um, but we're notorious for paying players after they've achieved greatness. And uh, I think with Farhan, that era is done. So I'm not saying that, that Farhan is ready to get rid of these guys and, and bring in you know new blood, but at the same time, business-wise, he's a businessman and he knows that you know it doesn't make sense business-wise to pay these guys or overpay these guys to stay longer. They've already, you know, I mean, they're... they're they're borderline veterans now and it's just well, they're it's, more than veterans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's 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 time to it's time to move on and I think Farhan's not gonna bring any of these guys back to be honest. It's, it, he's a businessman or is he a businessman? Business <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Um I think you know, and I think the the point that a lot of people forget or like to overlook, uh, we've seen how these contracts have played out. So everybody has an opinion about it now. But imagine if they didn't sign Posey or they didn't resign Belt or they didn't resign Crawford after the championships that they won. Like this, this city would have rioted. You know, they they would have been so pissed. They go, how are you gonna let these guys go? Everybody wanted these guys to get paid. Everybody wanted these guys to stay. Everybody wanted it to run it back another year. You know, because we were we're, we were on top of the world. We're on top of the world, and that's what you do when you're on top of the world. You you kind of relax a little. You know, you pay people like you said for their services and they definitely they were deserving of those contracts okay that's as bad as some of them look like right now uh i have no problem with any of it or how any of it shaked out so um belt's the only one i have a problem with yeah (laughs) his is more for an injury thing i mean you can't like i said i i would have hated to let belt walk too at the time you know when he when he signed his contract um so but what can you really do in that spot? I think the organization did what they thought was best, and I, I can't really uh, blame them for that. No. Uh, look at and this is a perfect opportunity to bring Eric in. Eric, you're an Ace fan. You see what goes on when, when you don't pay your players, and then you see them have success with another team. So, I mean, why don't, why don't you give us like a fresh – I mean, I don't know about a fresh perspective. I mean, this has going, been going on a long time with the A's. But, I mean, wouldn't you rather have an organization like the Giants that at least – 
pays the players that you love that you get to see them the next year. It's like, hey, I know these faces. This is why I come to the ballpark for. Yeah, I mean, that's that's our trend, right? So that's what we're known for, Moneyball. You're going to get what you can out of these players before they hit their free agent year, before they hit arbitration or something. And then you're going to let them walk. And then the fans are left in, in like, take, for example, who was the last one that, oh, last, this past year, Semyon. Yep, I'm glad you brought him up because he's, <laughs> he's he might be an MVP this year. He's having a he great just had uh, AL Player of the Month. Yeah, and it's like 18 home runs or no, no, I'm sorry, no, it was like I, I eight I home runs, ten home runs. It's 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 a player that the fans love. The fans wanted him back. We didn't get him back, and now he's doing damage with another AL team who could be a potential contender later on. Um, or, you know, we might see them wild card playoffs. And that's just one thing with, um, it's not even Billy Bean. It's above him. I for, I don't know his name right now. Yeah, I'm like um, the, the GM or the owner of the, of the yeah, A's. Yeah, the, the gap guy. Um, yeah, it sucks because if we're able to pay him, you know, he, he got paid $18 million one year in Toronto. Yeah, which is not bad. It's not, it, it's not that much. That's nothing. Yeah. Um, And I think, like I said, I, I think it kind of just, even let's, I mean, even if they would have paid to me and he would have had a terrible year, I mean, would you really be that mad about it? I mean, I, I get it. It's not our money that's being spent. Uh, it's, it's obviously the owner's money and the team's money. So, like, we're not invested like that. It's like, oh, you lost $18 million? Like, it's no, no skin off my back, you know. It's not yeah. my eighteen million. I know. I mean, I wouldn't be mad. It's, but, it's, it's how you guys are saying. It's, it's what the fans want. Yeah. You know, what are they putting this product on the field for? The exactly. fans. You have you to want these guys to be back. When we let Josh Donaldson walk, it's also it's to another also to Toronto, it, it, and he won the yeah. MVP the next year and, also. And it's just. just you know, we let these guys. Uh, well, we traded Sonny Gray, and now he's doing pretty good with Cincinnati. But it's it's just he went to the Yankees first. He went right? to the Yankees first. Yeah. He, he, he did he did bad with the Yankees. Um, he went to Cincinnati, and he's I, doing pretty good with Cincinnati. I think now. the worst one for you guys, and just as a, I'm not an Ace fan, obviously, but just from my, the the sidelines, I think the worst one was uh, Cespedes. Oh, I, oh, I remember. Oh, yeah. That was the trade for uh, well, I, the pitcher, uh, John Lester. John Lester. When we went to yeah, the uh, we lost <laughs> Kansas City. To Kansas City, and then who won the World Series that year? The Giants. <laughs> yeah. Against Kansas City. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it. So yeah, doing stuff like that, it's like, why give up these players that mean? Yeah, I mean means something to the fans you know they're fan favorites like yeah. you know it sucks to get a jersey of these players and then next year they're gone it's, gone. it's like it's a throwback yeah it's, there, it's, there it's are like, no throwbacks yeah, <laughs> yeah no no, no. It, i mean that's why i only have ricky henderson jerseys there you go like because it's it i had a cespedes jersey for one year mm-hmm. and then it's like i i figured it out i'm like what i'm not gonna buy I'm not going to buy these player jerseys that are on the team this year. I mean, I might buy a t-shirt. Right. Uh, like like I have a Chapman t-shirt, but 
Well, he's on the block too. I heard. No, I'm kidding. I'm percent oh, <laughs> sure he is. So, and that's the difference between the two teams. And it's all about money at the end of the day. The whole term of Moneyball, yeah, obviously it comes down to you know the Giants at the time were a pretty rich team because of the championships and just because of the money generated, new stadium, things like that, San Francisco versus Oakland, the old stadium, uh, not as much foot traffic as it used to be before, you know, during the good runs. And and the constant trading of talent also affects that. So it, in a way, what helped keep butts in seats at AT&T Park, now Oracle, but AT&T <laughs> then, was – these familiar players, the players that we may have overpaid or or paid after they were already, you know, done serving the team. But the merchandise based off these players made money. The 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 and I hate to say this, but the sex appeal of some of the players, the girls that want to come to the game to come drool over Brandon Crawford or Belt or whatever or Posey. That helps too, mm-hmm. but the panda hats, the giraffe hats, say you know, <laughs> they still sell panda hats, mm-hmm. and he's not even on the team anymore. He hasn't been here for years, <laughs> so it, that's the main difference. Is, is oh, the Giants m- knew how to merchandise the I, ship. I know he left in a in a kind of like a more uh, middle finger out the door kind of way, panda. But he was even as he, when he came back, he was still loved. I mean, that's mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah. You like you like we're I think we're all getting at the same point that you go to the park to see the people you know players that you kind of invested in emotionally especially like the Giants players have built up such an equity with the team with all the like the success that they've had that whichever way it's shaked out or it has it has shaked out I'm not mad at it you know I can never you know you don't want to go see no name players on your team you don't want to go see people that are brought off you know. For the for the record, too, I don't Free. think we could have had this conversation with Gabe here because he would have been like, "No, no, <laughs> trade, trade them, them. <laughs> trade, trade all them all." <laughs> um, I was, uh, and I wanted to talk about Brandon Crawford. Obviously, um, it's a good segue in, into him because he just became the uh, played the most games as a Giants shortstop in their history. Mm-hmm. So that kind of you know gets you thinking of the. Where does Brandon Crawford fall on the on the Giants, you know, all time list? You know, to to that's a that's a big milestone, you know. And uh, we we talked about the contracts. He, he signed a six year, seventy five million dollar contract in twenty six in after yeah after twenty fifteen twenty sixteen. So that's why it's up this year. Um, that's only like twelve twenty half million a year. Obviously, he's killing it right now. Mm. On on the on the day that that it, that he did break the record for most uh, games started at shortstop, he hit two home runs, mm-hmm. uh, a three run homer and a, and a and a sing and a solo home run, and he leads the Giants in every category: home runs, uh, uh, batting average. It's stolen bases the only way he doesn't like OPS, everything uh, offensively. So he's he's doing great, and I, I mean. I think we all expected Crawford when he signed that big contract. We expected big things from him. He's a Gold Glover, and uh, he's looked great, uh, great on the on on the glove too. I mean, it seems like he he's kind of it's he's either found a way to better position himself to make a play because he's obviously lost a step, or he's just you know feeling the rejuvenation of maybe having that year back or everybody doing great. I feel like uh, he's been one of the most consistent players when it comes to routine plays and. Some of the, you know what, some of the plays he has, uh, you know, with the crazy catches and the and the throws to first or wherever, they they look amazing. And for, you know, the average team, you would think, oh, it's just regular, whatever. But no, we need to give him more credit. We need to give him some appreciation because that's just not easy, especially to do it on a consistent basis. Like this guy's doing, 
I want to say he's in, you know, doing top ten plays consistently at least once a year. Oh, did you did you see the play that he that he had with the with the Cubs? I missed it, dude. All right, all right I'm, I'm gonna call it up real quick. Do you know which one I'm talking about? The laser, yeah, that was off. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was R- uh, Rizzo. It's coming up right now. Yeah, that one right there. <laughs> he had no business catching that. Yeah. Holy! There was also shit. that good play off of uh, Jock. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah there was yeah, another yeah. one where he stuck his tongue out at him. Yeah, that's because of the shift he had him. So. <laughs> I mean, Crawford still has it with the glove, man. That's mm-hmm. that was a great dive, and then just the spin and to laser it to first, man. Mm-hmm. It's like, like you said, I mean, poetry in motion. Oh man. yeah, that's it, it. Was it was a great play? So that's a big big shout out to to Crawford. Um, congratulations, congratulations for him just to be with the organization for that long, and uh, a Bay Area kid. You know, yep. we I oh, think yeah. we've all seen the picture of Crawford as a little kid. You know, it's, I think they have like posters. Strike. The, uh, to the, keep keep the Giants in San Francisco and stuff because apparently there was yeah, yeah, threats of them picture. moving at that time. Um, so, I mean, that just like I said, that brings the question: what is, what what do the Giants do with Crawford, man? They already paid that man, but he's they could pay him again. I mean, look at I was oh okay, so I actually <laughs> I had the stats right here too for the other uh, shortstops in in Major League Baseball. So this is going to be a great uh, free agent class for shortstops uh, this year. Um, well, but, for, for, before you do that, for the record, Eric's over here saying, "Send him over." Oh, is that what is, is that what he's trying to I'm say? Like, dude, he's having an all star season. Oh, that's a. I mean, I don't know if the A's would pay him, but they, they could. They him. could. No, nope. they could no, use a. Won't. They could but, use somebody right there. And he's a. He's a Bay Area that, kid. We that was said the point it. you mentioned. If yeah. he doesn't want to leave the area, maybe he'll consider. If the it. Giants don't pay him, exactly. <laughs> maybe he'll that would be a hard pill to swallow. But. All-star season. That's all I have to say about <laughs> so, that, too. So check it out. I mean, obviously the big name, he's not a free agent, but Fernando Tatis is like the standard that everybody's trying to hold all the shortstops to, right? And then you see Javi Baez. He's going to be a free agent this year. Trevor Story is also, he's down the list because he's been hurt, okay? Mm-hmm. But you see Crawford right there. Out of all the shortstops in Major League Baseball, he's third in home runs, so tied for second technically with 14 with Baez. His batting average is way better at 262. You know, Baez... Baez has struck out 80 times compared to Crawford's 46, you know, and Tatis is 51, you know, he's, he's having a great year. 53 games. Balls too. Yeah. He's, he's, he's right on par with all the top shortstops. And I, I, I think I had this conversation with Gabe maybe last week where, you know, Tatis may be considered maybe one of the top five players in baseball right now. Right. But how far away is Brandon Crawford? I mean, at this point, I mean, he's top three in his position. I would argue top two because I'll yeah. take him over Baez. With Got to take that defensive. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Tatis has a couple more errors, too, compared to Crawford. I'm not too sure, but got to take that defensive. Uh, he's definitely a better defender than, than some. And we just saw it right now than some of the guys on this list. I mean, who are you really going to replace him with? A, a Trevor Story, who's played his whole career in Colorado, we know how the stadium helps out over there. Um, he's had injury concerns also. Crawford, like we just said, he just broke the record for most games played as a shortstop. So, I mean, you have durability. You have ties to the organization. You ha- you're getting productivity. Like, I'm not saying throw the, b- the bank at him or anything, but you have to really consider bringing him back because i think the the general thought was he's walking after this year we're not re-signing him that's it you know his time here is done 
A lot of factors, dude. A lot of factors. At this point in his career, he's probably looking for the bag. So he'll probably go with whoever's going to offer the most. But he, like you said, he is a local guy. He has a family here. That might help him want to yeah. stay local. Uh, but you also see the case like that where people just don't want to leave the West Coast. Like, uh, I hate to say it, but down south, dude. Like, if they're willing to pay him. I know. Well, look it. Luckily, like we said, Tatis is with the Padres. Um, you have... Uh, it's Corey Seager. Corey Seager's with the Dodgers. I mean, he's had injury concerns, but he's a potential, you know, top five player in the league also. He's got that much potential. He's just, he's been hurt a lot. Who's the Angels uh, shortstop? That's the one that was going <laughs> yeah. I don't know who the Angels yeah. shortstop um, is. but uh, Iglesias. Okay, there we go. Jose Iglesias. Yeah. So, I mean, that could that could be a stop. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. They might give him that they're... home, uh, what is it, home team discount? That's true. That's always a new I mean. Day. He's been here his whole career. Yeah. Why think, not stay here and keep doing what you're doing? Gabe, what do you think? <laughs> Trey, if there's, I keep hearing him. If there's one if Trey, there's one trade. One player out of the three, you know, Posey, Crawford, Belt, who do you want to keep out of those three? Crawford. Oh, that's a great question. Crawford. I, I think Crawford has the more uh productive years left. So Posey, I think, obviously, I think he could still have good years, but not better. And we have, we have Posey's kind of. He's never going to replace Posey, but you have at least Joey Bart. You yep. know, you, mm-hmm. you don't have anybody ready to. Trump take is really kind of doing. Trump. Yep. Trump no. is doing okay. You know. Yeah, Gabe's a big fan of Trump. Yeah, yeah. There's depth in that position for yeah. sure. You know, so that, that's that's reassuring. Belt, we've been saying for years, he hasn't really the, lived up to the potential. So he's yeah. he's definitely number definitely one. Definitely gone. Yeah. Especially, I mean, he got hurt again this year. We called it before. We called it before the season started. <laughs> he's gonna get rolling. We're gonna be like, oh my god, he's doing something's great. gonna happen, and, and then, then jinx. Yeah. He's going to get hurt randomly. And just like Gabe was always saying, he's like, side pain, side pain. What the hell's going on? <laughs> mm-hmm. So he's he's. Belt is doing belt, but um, I think that uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the upcoming or the past series with the Cubs, Um, the Giants. So the Cubs came in red hot and the Giants, I mean, really made them look foolish. They they were the hottest team in, in, in the month of May. And I mean, it really showed that their starting pitching is really lacking because we, we took it to them early. Um, we saw the the plays that Crawford made. Uh, I mean, did you guys catch any of any of the games? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I caught like two of them, especially I think the Saturday game. And the the last game, the loss is the one that hurts the most. Uh, oh yeah, because yeah. we we were in it, dude. It oh, was I a three one lead in the second, and and you know uh, their third baseman, uh, Cubs third baseman Patrick Wisdom, he's the one that hit the oh, home runs. Two home that's, runs. That's, that's, that's the game. rookie. He's a rookie. He's a. So he had two home runs. He's the third player to hit seven home runs in his first eight starts. Uh, so that that hurt us. But we're still in it even after that. And then there was that catch at uh, – the miscatch at first. Uh, sorry, at home with Posey. Yeah. Uh, so From Dubon. Dubon, yeah. yeah. Uh, you yeah. say it was a little low. We looked at the play. You yeah, said it was we saw a little the play. Low. It was a little low, but, but it, it didn't hit the ground. I think po- – If anyone could catch it, it's Posey. Yeah. So he, he could have caught kinda... it. Could have had the out. I think it was just his footing. Um, so that, that kind of cost us. And we were so close to sweeping that ass that it's that giants torture shit just showed up in, 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 in bit us I in think, the ass. I don't know why, but baseball is like the only sport where if, 
Like, we took three out of four against a red-hot team, mm-hmm. and we looked amazing doing it. Like, it, I think it's really hard to get the sweep in baseball, okay? I think, I feel like people... Especially play, four games. Yeah, players let their guard down a little bit. Like, it, it, it just happens a lot. We've seen this a lot with the Giants, too. They dropped the last game in the series a lot. Um, and I wish I I, I would have looked it up, but it, it seems like they, they dropped the last one a lot. And... I, I don't know. For some reason, maybe it's because they're doing so good. I'm not mad at it, you know. No, like, no, no. like I, you did your job. You you handled business. Now, you know. I'm not expecting a A's. Uh, to, what is it? 21 yeah, games. 20, three, 20 game runs. Was, or, I'm not expecting that. You know. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever see that again. <laughs> <laughs> as long as these boys keep winning the series and yeah, you get above you 100 games won the season, and you know, make a solid you know run at the playoffs. That's all I ask. You know, it's it's not much to ask. <laughs> So, I mean, after that, uh, we we went into Texas. Went into Texas. Uh, we split the series with them. Uh, another heartbreaking loss that that last game on on Wednesday. Uh, also, I was at work. I was listening to it on the radio, and I don't know. You ever you ever get like this thing where like you you start listening to the game and you feel like you're jinxing it by listening yep. to it or by watching it. It's like oh, I'm just should just turn it, turn it off, turn it you off, know, turn. like. <laughs> Because I got on to it late, and then I was like, oh, man. You know, they took the lead late in the ninth, and I thought, okay, and then it's all good. And I was like, as soon as the, the Texas started started to gain some momentum in the bottom of the ninth, I was like, oh, man, I should just turn this off. We <laughs> should talk about that one, one day, superstitions. Cause superstitions. I, oh, I yeah. definitely avoid watching games at certain places because I'm like, they lost last time I came here. I'm yeah. not coming here again. Fuck this place. Yeah, I know. I feel like it, it in baseball mostly, though. I don't, I don't have that with a lot of other sports. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it really haunts me. <laughs> you still wear your lucky socks, the ones you don't wash ever? Oh, the Giants of course, game? man. She got it. I, I got to do my part, too, you know. But uh, the Giants start their uh, four-game series at Washington on Friday because of the postponement. So um, I know the first game is going to be uh, Disco versus uh, Scherzer. Gosman is going to start the next one. And uh, I don't remember the name of the, the, the pitcher that we called out, Liam or something like that. Uh, he uh, he struck out seven in that first start. But I'm assuming he's going to get the other start in place of Webb again because Casimir was, was – uh, oh, DFA'd. DFA'd. So, oh, yeah, Scott Casimir, former A. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Yep. How'd you feel seeing him? Uh, that, that, uh, nice little story, funny. right? Yeah, I was like, oh, I didn't know he was still in the league. Yeah. <laughs> so, Washington's obviously struggling. They're they're in last place in their division. So, um, we're hoping for a good weekend of, of, of baseball. I don't, I don't really have much to break down the game. Uh, I know we're, we're letting the podcast go for a little bit longer than, than usual, you know. I, I can't help this chemistry, dude. You know, Eric, you're you're killing it, man. Yeah, thank you guys. We we didn't we didn't even we we spent all this time just talking about this. We never even, didn't even do a debate this week, and uh, we broke down the game very very <laughs> mildly <laughs> compared to the other weeks. So. I'm liking this Discofani Scherzer matchup. Yeah, that's um, Scherzer is probably going to be on the trading block. So that was that's something that I kind of like to think about. Um, oh, for you guys? For I think I mean even. You guys, in a way, with you know Web being, on we, the we talked about it last week about what our, our we thought our biggest need was, and I said, this oh. is this is where the whole. Why are you, why are you bringing up old shit, dude? I, and I was pissed after too. We we argued about this after the show to bring you guys behind the scenes. <laughs> like we had to play back the podcast and everything because uh, apparently 
I said that they needed relievers. They needed relieving pitching, and they misheard me thinking that I said pitching. So that that my whole argument was just that I went back on what I was trying to say. Dude, I tried bringing a guest, non-biased uh, judge, and that still backfired. <laughs> yeah. So we gotta figure out a new way of doing this. But I, I, I think they're I think they really didn't need relievers. And I, I'm into some of these matchups because I like to see who who the other teams have. That yeah. uh, especially with Washington, like. Uh, they're a body feeding team, you know, so they they they're probably gonna sell off some people. So let's see so. what kind of relievers they throw in there. If anybody has some potential in the future uh, during come trade time, so and then obviously, I mean, our schedules it seems like it's lining it up Ooh. or it stays lined up. So Washington, then we go to Arizona, Philadelphia, also two teams that are that are on the bottom of the division. The, the Los Angeles uh, oh, and yeah. <laughs> Angels of Anaheim, and I know I brought it down, I especially like so you could check out those three at the end of June. Oh, this the, is gonna be the, the um, full capacity game. Yeah, it's oh, also gonna be uh, mm. Mike Yastrzemski bobblehead night. There we go, and, oh, and I think nice. fireworks night. So Very that nice. uh, Friday, June twenty fifth, against the Oakland A's, that's definitely a game to put on our radar. Maybe uh, uh, another. I think I I don't think I've been to uh, an A's Giants game in a long time. Because usually for some reason we lose against the A's. Like it, it's <laughs> a, I'm not gonna lie, it seems like like we take L's to them even when we're good. Yeah. So, but I, I'm feeling it this year. We uh, we should definitely go. It's gonna uh, be a good matchup. Definitely see the Battle of the Bay in Oakland since it's probably gonna be the last year we do it since they moved to I, Vegas. I think they're going to Oakland this year. <laughs> I think it's just over here. Oh, did I it like pass that. already? I think it passed. No, it's gonna be in uh, in SF. Yeah, but ah, I like that. I like that. Um, well, yeah, see them while it's still a battle of the bay because it's not gonna be one after this season. We're gonna we'll we're gonna, we're gonna go with the 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 new and improved uh, grabbing some pine it's be, uh, Portland podcast days in uh, a couple of years. Hey, I'll move to Portland. There uh, we go. You think it's you, Portland, huh? Can you can you get the new the new cut for the promo now? Um. It's I'm not Rob. gonna be and Las I'm Vegas Eric. A's. <laughs> it's not gonna be Las Vegas A's. I don't know. Screw dude. that. We'll see. Uh, they don't want to play baseball in that hot weather. They'll they'll get a, uh, a dome, dude. They'll do it like they do in Miami. Uh, yeah. Oh, and like Texas too. No. I heard they have a nice uh, temperature with the AC in Miami. The Marlins. <laughs> I'm serious. But man, picture it: Portland, Seattle. Oh, uh, new rivalry. That'd be a new rivalry. That'd be. That would be. That would be. Portland could use another team, honestly, to help the Blazers. Oh, they got. You know, they, yeah, they, yeah. I think that was, I mean, they got that, that soccer team. Yeah, uh, yeah, they got the that yeah. soccer team. Or is but it Timbers? No, it's Timbers. Seattle Sounders. Sorry, there you sorry. go. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I Portland think over Vegas for you, for yeah. sure. I don't know Pacific dude. Northwest. There's something enticing about Vegas as a city for, and I, I know it's not like a sports city, but but a good. I don't know if it would be a good I baseball city. Yeah, why not? Because you know? I don't know. Like you, I I could picture myself going to the to a football game there. I could even see a hockey game there. You know, a, a baseball game. I don't know. It's just my. Am I tripping? I thought um, Harper was from Vegas, right? Yeah, isn't there like a, a he uh, played for uh, the the uh, A's uh, AAA teams in Vegas. Ah, okay. Aviators. So I, 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 I just because of that, I always they made it sound the media made it sound like the either high school or college uh, baseball community there was pretty deep in Vegas. So I'm like, oh, then it must be a baseball town, but apparently not. That's that's, yeah, that's just, just my opinion. There. There's just talent there, but maybe not the the best city for uh, a baseball team. A team, yeah. yeah. They just got like three teams, yeah, three teams within the last three years. They got. Raiders, Hockey, Knights, football, 
and I think WNBA. Oh, okay. I was going to say, who's in the last? That's, that's the Raiders, the WNBA. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they, they've always had UNLV. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. They always had that going for them. I, I don't know, man. We'll, we'll see. There's other cities that I don't – they always mention Memphis or Nashville like Tennessee, I think, or or one of it's uh, Louisville, for, for or yeah. And I'm like, I don't see that. It as can't a be market. Louisville. They have St. Louis is already there. Maybe not Louis. No, Louisville's Kentucky, huh. isn't it? Yeah, not St. Louis, Louisville. Sorry. Yeah, you're all right. Uh, but they always talk about that area, like the the Midwest, and I'm just mm. like, eh. they're like football. Exactly. Oh, I'll ignore that guy's story. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll see where they where they land. Uh, but you Ace fans are gonna stay loyal to the team. You know, it doesn't matter where they go, right? Hey, right? man. If they can somehow come up with a plan to build a stadium like the Giant Stadium, I'm all for it. That that's, waterfront, like right there. That's a that's one and only. We got. I think we got copied a couple of those stadiums, like PNC Park in Pittsburgh. Oh yeah. And and then the Cincinnati one right on the riverfront also. I was like, all right. I mean, we set the trend, but at the same time, you can't deny that's a smart move. It, it uh, is. It's, it's, I've seen the mock-ups, I think, for Lake Merritt. Like uh, Merritt. It's no. similar? The, it, um, not Lake Merritt. Laney College? Uh, no, Jack no, no, London, no. like around there the There you piers. go. It's, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's the port. It's the port, yeah. Literally just like they had a right bunch on of, the water. <laughs> they had like a bunch of areas that they think they did mock-ups for, and like yeah. they said that they basically had the sites, and then it turned out that they didn't. It's a mess. It's a whole yeah. political... And I understand. I mean, the, this is the only thing I'm gonna say about about like the stadium with them. It's like I kind of I, I get it from the city stake standpoint. Like it needs a lot, and like they shouldn't be shelling out money for for a stadium. But to lose both of your teams and like such a I mean, I don't know. There has to be people in that that area that like you know going to a baseball game or going to a football game. It really like you know. It's something to do. It like gets you out, and it's like it's, it's a part it's of the community. It's, it's a, part of the community. Yeah, it's yeah. part of the community. You know, it's, and to take that away is just kind of like, oh, it's kinda, it's a downer. It's a hit in yeah. the gut. You know, two out of three teams are already out. Yeah, yeah. Raiders, Warriors, and soon oh, to be, yeah, soon to be, uh, uh, and, and you know what's crazy? It's like you look at like old videos, like seventies, eighties, like that place was packed, mm-hmm. and then something happened in like nineties, two thousand, and then like. The last time I saw it, like, super full, like, was the early 2000s. Mm. And then... Nothing since. We can't hit that. We can't hit yeah. you guys' is like, full, no, sold we, out. Well, it's, we it's had we had some down years, too. So, during the championship years, months. I remember when it was full. But I, rem- I cl- vividly remember in the down years, post, uh, after 2016... Seeing really empty stadiums and just really everyone selling their season tickets and shit like that. So, you know, we had our rough years too. And nowadays it's getting a little bit better. But I think the difference is aesthetically, it's a better looking park and it's an experience. Yeah. And I would much rather take a cow train and get drunk on the train on my way and then walk a couple blocks than take the bar yeah. over to the uh, Coliseum. It's- uh, no disrespect to, I guess, you know, <laughs> anybody it. that takes the bar regularly, but it's just, it's a different experience, different, yeah. different atmosphere. And I, I don't know. I, I, I want them to have a better situ- like situation. I honestly think they should just tear down uh formerly Oracle park, whatever it's called now. Yeah. Or not Oracle park, Oracle oh. arena, mm-hmm. whatever it's called now, because nobody's know, going there anymore. The name, like so many times. You don't even, I mean, they're not even going there for concerts anymore. They could just go to the chase center now. 
yeah. uh, or all they, the other they're, venues. They're for sure going to do everything at Chase Center. Exactly. So there's no point in having that old-ass building anymore. There's no teams that go Make. there unless you consider the uh, uh, Harlem Globetrotters or the <laughs> I, I think, Circus. Uh, I think the city owns that area, though, and yeah. that's the thing. I think the A's try to like, like just tell them, hey, give us the area and we'll like, build Bulldoze it. Yeah. it. Bulldoze then, it. But the, no, the city but doesn't but want the city to. owns it. Yeah. But what are they going to do with it? I don't know. I'm not... it, it, nothing. It makes more sense for them to dump it. And or that's bulldoze where it. the problem exactly. is. It's Build a new one while you city, still have the Coliseum the open. Days and MLB. And it's then like, you won't have a down season. They don't have to relocate nowhere. Build it there and in a nice state-of-the-art location. And then and then you could tear down the Coliseum after if you want. Yeah. I don't know. That's my solution. I just, I just liked how you guys went from, you know, uh, shit. Three com or candlestick oh, candle park. Stick. Candlestick. Yeah, there yeah, you yeah. go. Candlestick, and you know that was still three com. <laughs> three com park. Shout out. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> it was still Monster like park. it was still a good, you know, place. But yeah, it was like how we used to be. It was a football, baseball place, right? It, it was Niners used to play there, Giants mm-hmm. played there, mm-hmm. and then now we finally got the Raiders out, so it could be a full baseball place and it's just but not hitting they're they're, so they're not yeah place. and then but then you guys got you know pack bell and now oracle, oracle park yeah. <laughs> and that's that's it's like a new park every year because they keep changing <laughs> like, the name where <laughs> can we get some of that like can we just move over to this other area give us something nice but honestly this is why if, we can't have nice things <laughs> If 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 they build it, will they come? I don't know. Ooh, I don't nice. know. Honestly, I don't know because, like, okay, I live forty five minutes from there. How many times do I get out to a game? Luckily, this year I've gone twice already. But that's it, one person. That's you. That's me. Yeah. You know, people that I know that are A's fans. They, they live know. out, you know. Nobody lives in Oakland that is an Ace fan. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, it's also the East Bay community. I feel like yeah. a lot of the East Bay, you know, folks are Ace fans, and they'll go up there for a game. But, and you're right. It wasn't even the pandemic before COVID. Yeah. It was just hard to get butts and seats mm-hmm. at the Coliseum. And they was, tried everything. They've done just so the, much. They did that whole treehouse situation. Oh, they got man. food food trucks out there. Oh. I've been they, for all that, and giving to tickets only away. see still ten thousand people in the stadium for that, it's like, it's tough, it it's sucks, not, it's, man. There's nothing around the stadium. That's why it's and, not. And, that, and that's the thing. When you go to um, Oracle Park, you can walk from the train station and hit up, you know, bars, bars, restaurants. restaurants. You're walking to an entertainment area, but on the way, you still have mm, entertainment to yeah. see there. Yeah. When you're walking from BART to Oracle, I mean, from uh, BART to, what is it now? Ricky Henderson Fields? Uh, I don't know what the name is now. Coliseum. It's called Coliseum. Coliseum. Oco. Yeah. <laughs> when you're walking from BART there, you're walking on a bridge. There's nothing to see there. And I guess, so you make a point that you really have to love baseball to go. You have to love the A's and just mm-hmm. be a fan of the sport to want to go because 
The casual fan likely isn't going. Mm-mm. The casual fan's going across the bay. Mm-hmm. They're going because to they're going to go party. Because they're going to go see other after things. The, after, the and game, after the game, they'll take a, a Uber and go down downtown. They'll go somewhere else. There's other shit to do. Yep. Whereas in Oakland, nothing, I mean, there's shit to nothing, do. Nothing around in that area, but not in the area. You yep. gotta you gotta kind of go out out of the way, or mm-hmm. they they might dip over the bridge and just go to the city too. After, <laughs> yep. uh, I get you. It's a tough situation. So. Uh, here's to Vegas. Let's see what they do in Vegas. You know, because you just said they need a party state. They need a place with attractions and shit to do. It's true. Vegas has shit to do. Portland has. They have shit to do. They I have guess. a lot of stuff. restaurants. And I mean, breweries. I got shit to do. Can we wrap this shit up? <laughs> just kidding. Right, right, right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, you're right. All right, guys. I think this is our longest episode. Yeah. No, no, no. no. I, I want to. No, seriously. I want to thank both of you guys. I want to thank Christian. Christian was gonna step up big this this episode, and and now he did. Thank you very much. We didn't we didn't expect to have Eric here. It's like a a diamond in the rough, man. He just showed up and and thank you guys and and Glad filled in. Great man, thank you, thank you very much, and we got a different perspective uh, from him. And Gabe, Gabe will be back next week, and uh, we'll get all his uh, takes on how we did without him, and we'll see how his little vacation went. And yeah, thank you guys. Have a have a good night, and we'll see you guys next week. Good night, everybody. Peace out, guys. Deals and Bonds hits one high. It's a